million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to TMZ Sports, where Michael Babcock is out. So, the triumvirate has reunited Edward Lewis, Mojo Mutati, and Lucas Widman. And guys, we have an entire show today dedicated to you, the TMZ Sports NFL Sunday Roundup, where every segment today will be to recap yesterday and kicking us off. Guys, you already know what's coming. It has not only been the biggest story out of sports, but probably the biggest story on the planet. Lucas Whitman, what on earth am I talking about? Yeah, big win for the Chiefs on Sunday, but no one cares because everyone is talking about Taylor Swift showing up to the game. She was in uh, Travis's suite right alongside Donna Kelsey, and everyone was losing their minds because Travis said earlier, hey, I invited her to come to Arrowhead and check out a game, see if it rocks more than her concert did earlier in the year, and she actually followed through. Sunday, everyone was talking about it. Even the guys on the broadcast had to mention it. It's about Kelsey. TMZ is sitting on the sideline waiting because Taylor Swift is in the box. She is there. Whatever that means, she will see what we hope is a fantastic contest. 11th play of the drive. Mahomes lofting end zone. There it is. A touchdown to Kelsey. Well, I think that picture uh, sums up the day here for Kansas City. What an unbelievable story. I mean, everything from start to finish about this story has been wild. I mean, Travis Kelsey is now potentially dating one of the biggest pop stars on the planet, one of the biggest pop stars ever. Uh, but all of it is also unprecedented because he's not a quarterback. Uh, we've seen this before with Carrie Underwood and Tony Romo and Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari. You can go down the list of, of famous quarterbacks who have dated celebrities before. But for, but for a tight end to do this, it's wild to me. And not only do this, but have like America be completely captivated by it. Uh, he was seen after the game in a convertible with her, clearly taking on some sort of romantic date under the stars. I mean, this is just, it's its an unbelievable story. I still can't believe it. It's almost like a Mad Lib. It's so wild. Well, obviously the football commentators didn't know how to commentate on this, which is why they called us in. The professionals <laughs> mentioned us by name during the broadcast so that we can break this one down. I don't know if I've ever seen a more important touchdown when a team is already blowing out their competitor for everyone to just absolutely lose their minds. I mean, hey, let's think about this for a second. Brittany Mahomes is no longer the most talked about waggle in the NFL, right? It was always stories about Brittany Mahomes, but now move aside, it's all about T-Swift. It is no coincidence that Travis Kelsey had precisely 69 yards. That's 69 yards on a game that Taylor Swift, his new girlfriend, I should say, was attending for the first time. I mean, while being in the box, I mean, there's that too. This is just a big one, ladies and gentlemen, the most important blowout touchdown of all time. Uh, you just gotta love the, the celebration. This should have been a segment of Just My Hype, actually. Mojo, you bring up Patrick Mahomes. Um, he was actually asked about it after the game, and he had a, a few funny words about it. 
tremendous singer, tremendous at everything she does, and I haven't got to meet her. Um, but, I mean, I guess if, it's, if she ends up being with Travis, then I'll probably get to meet her at some point. So it uh, seems, like seems like a good person, so uh, hopefully I get to meet her one day. He told me at, like, the last minute, but there's some things with Trav where he kind of just says it, and you're like, you don't know if it's true or not. Uh, he says it so calmly. Um, I mean, I remember one time he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the uh, world, one of the World Series or one of the playoff baseball games." And I'm like, "You said it so randomly," and then he just went. And I was just like, "But the same thing." I was like Friday. He was just like, uh, "Yeah, I think I think she's coming to the game today." And then just moved about his business. I mean, to the game this weekend and moved about his business. So you're kind of like, it's, "I guess it's, I, I guess that just happens." I guess so. Uh, I don't know. It's just Travis. You know what? I've met her before. <laughs> Adam, I set him up. I just leave you with it. <laughs> <laughs> if you needed further proof that this story is crazy, I mean, I used to hear Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and all these people commenting on it. Bill Belichick himself actually commented on this. Of course, we know Bill Belichick is a Swifty. He attended one of her concerts earlier this year, had big praise for her, said it was an unbelievable performance. He even kind of insinuated that he was going to use it to maybe hype up his team. Well, he was asked about it this morning. And normally, if you know Bill Belichick, he says nothing ever. Listen to this. He actually had something to say, and it's really funny. Where do you fall on that? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Travis Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. I mean, shoot, if Bill Belichick is impressed, a man that has won, I think, 2004 Super Bowls, <laughs> you know this is a big deal. I mean, you don't see a ton of emotion on that guy's face too often. So for him to be almost giddy, for a player that doesn't even play for his own team, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Coach Reed, another all-time great coach, joining in on this. I mean, this is just a fun, feel-good storyline. Hopefully, it's not done. Hopefully, the date went well afterwards and uh, didn't sour, because I think we need more of it, fellas, it's safe to say. We talked about Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and Kansas City <laughs> before the break. Now we're back. Let's talk about Kansas City some more, uh, but this time for a very unlikely incident. Edward, what happened? Yeah, very scary incident. So the Pittsburgh Steelers played the Las Vegas Raiders last night, and they kind of whooped them pretty good. And on their way home, however, they had some plane troubles. Reportedly, there was some sort of issue with the engine's oil. Uh, some, some, something went wrong on the plane, and they had to make an emergency landing in Kansas City. Now, thankfully, uh, uh, it was around 3.55 in the morning local time, and, and they had to all uh, deplane. But a Pittsburgh Steelers spokesperson said everyone was safe, uh, and they had to wait about seven, eight hours to kind of get a new plane and get home. But they're all home safe now. But yes, a very, very scary moment when you think, man, this is a Pittsburgh Steelers. The entire team is up in the air and something's going wrong with the engine. But thankfully, again, everybody's OK and they're all back home in Pittsburgh now. Despite everything that was happening, uh, Cam Hayward of the Steelers was taking it all uh, in a, a funny manner because he made a joke about a hit that actually wasn't really a uh, roughing the passer hit on Minka Fitzpatrick earlier in the fourth quarter of that game. He goes, dang, emergency landing in KC. I think it's due to Minka roughing the passer call, but seriously, Landing KC. And then he probably also had some Wi-Fi too because he was keeping up with the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift news saying, yo, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, we might need a ride to Pittsburgh. So very funny of Cam to, to take everything lightly. <laughs> Glad they're making jokes about this because an emergency landing on a plane, that is probably terrifying to be a part of. Look, I, when I was in the NFL, I remember taking a flight from Green Bay to Arizona for a game and we had terrible turbulence. I saw 350 pound linemen 
in tears, sobbing, thinking we were going to crash, and that was going to be it. Can't imagine what it looked like on the plane, but glad everyone's okay. I'm glad it was the best case scenario where it was just a massive nuisance for everybody. Uh, a huge pain in the butt again after playing a game and all the travel and all of the stress and all the bumps and bruises from that game to be delayed. Not something anyone wants to deal with, football players in particular, but I'm glad everyone's okay. But guys, I don't mean to... Uh, dive into conspiracy theories with this one but it's kind of hard not to i mean let's let's pick this apart for a second we're talking about playing the raiders we're talking about on a delta plane what is the common ground here <laughs> and folks that is tom brady a guy who is the new ambassador for Delta Airlines, a guy who co-owns the Oakland Raiders. Was this some sort of vengeful move by Tom Brady to lash back out at the Steelers? I, I don't know. He played against them a lot of times in his day. Who knows what issues he hasn't yet let go of, but uh, it's kind of crazy. And as a Delta medallion member, diamond medallion member, the highest status of them all, I will say this is particularly concerning to me personally. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Dolphins and Broncos fresh off the Dolphins beating down Denver 70 to 20. We hear from both coaches of both teams and why Coach McDaniel chose not to break an all-time NFL record next here on TMZ Sports. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, where the triumvirate hath returned. Edward Lewis, Mojo Mutati, and Lucas Whitman. And guys, it's time to continue right along with our TMZ Sports NFL Sunday Roundup on Monday. And you knew we had to talk about it today. The Miami Dolphins absolutely annihilating the Denver Broncos. 70, 70 to 20 in just an unbelievable blowout. Guys, we haven't seen a beatdown this bad. Edward, tell us about it. Yeah, I, I think the only way to properly do this justice is just kind of read you some of the stats. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa is 23 of 26 for 309 yards and four touchdowns. His backup is two for two with 67 yards and a touchdown. They had two running backs in the game combined for eight TDs. I'm talking about Raheem Mostert and Devonta Chain. They combined for 280 plus rushing yards. Tyreek Hill had 157 yards on nine catches and a touchdown. I mean, all these guys went absolutely ballistic. I've never seen anything like it. It looks like a Madden game. I, it's something you could only dream of in video games. This was wild. And you know who wasn't really happy about that? Broncos head coach Sean Payton. So when he was talking to reporters after the game, he uh, was getting a little testy when he was asked one particular question. That was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. Aside from the kick return, there, there weren't a lot of positives to take from that game. Um, you know, we had our opportunities offensively early, two penalties. You know, take touchdowns off the board, and I don't know that... I think they punted one time, so any questions? 
you said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I'm mean, aware. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 700. What's the question? I mean, what's the question? How do you feel about it being I just finished so telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next question. Boy, what is actually bad though? They're talking about how historic it is. Well, Sean Payton, it could have been even worse for him because they talked to Mike McDaniel after the game, the head coach of the Dolphins, and he said, Look, we had that opportunity to go for the record, get 73 points, but we took the knee. Just hear from him. I will be fine getting second guessed um, by turning down um, NFL records. That, that's that's fine. I, no, I. I, I, I am very, very okay with the decision. Um, and I think the team, notably the, the leaders of the team, supported it. Um, the captains supported it. It's not the way you want to get the record. Um, we, it, so I, I would hope that if the shoe is on the other foot, um, the opponent would feel the same way. Really classy by Mike McDaniel there, especially when you consider what Sean Payton's offseason consisted of. If, if, if you recall, he made fun of Nathaniel Hackett a little bit, calling it, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously the Broncos coach last year who led a disastrous season, the Broncos were terrible last year. He called him one of the worst coaches in the league or one of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen. And then for him to come out here and get run like this is crazy. Some of them are perceiving it as karma. And not only that, but Sean Payton in this offseason also kind of made fun of uh, Russell Wilson a little bit, said he was kissing too many babies and he needs to get back to the playing field and you come out here and do this on this level and to the extent where Mike McDaniel is like hey we had to leave our foot off the gas so we didn't embarrass you that much I mean this is not a great look for Sean Payton and only his third game as a Denver Broncos head man well and also there's a history to this too because I'm going to say this real quick Mike McDaniel was the Broncos ball boy back in the day he couldn't even get a head coaching uh, interview when they had a position open. So he could have easily taken a different route here and been like, this is my revenge game. So props to him for being respectful. I'm not going to talk too much about Sean Payton right now. I mean, (laughs) what more needs to be said? They are the worst team in the NFL right now. They're struggling, and they easily could have just had a record for the biggest knockout in in NFL history. I do want to focus on Coach McDaniel here. I think it's very honorable uh, what him and his captains voted on during the game. I think um, there's a lot of respect to be commanded for doing that, especially in this day and age where people want to come after you for unnecessary points. But I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this. I, I hate the fact that they didn't go for the record and take down the record. I mean, we're we're talking about cracking into the history books, etching your name into history. I mean, for some of these players on this team, they may never win a Super Bowl. They may never win a championship, but they could have been a part of the biggest blowout in NFL history. I mean, that is something special. That is something you can take pride in the rest of your life. I think the fact that he was a ball boy beforehand and he comes back, I don't look at that as being a vengeful story. I almost look at that as a way of making sure others treat people with respect because what happens if you don't? You get 73 hung on you during a game. So that part of it, I think, can be interpreted either way. I don't believe in participation trophies. I don't believe in taking your foot off the gas in situations like this. They played their game. The Broncos played their game, and, you know, they got to do better. That's on them. That's not on the Dolphins. Even though they decided not to take the kick and and break the record, uh, I, I do respect him, but I wouldn't have done it myself. 
Guys, let me hear you say yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll work on that. Anyways, we're rolling right around with our TMZ Sports NFL Sunday Roundup on Monday. And guys, we got a new halftime show announced. And it's Usher, baby. Lucas, give us the deets. Well, this was the biggest news of the day before Taylor Swift showed up to the Chiefs game. <laughs> it is so cool because Usher, if you think about it, I mean, he has a discography that is second to none. He is a pop and R&B superstar. And so he broke the news on Sunday on uh, social media, and he had the help of Taylor Swift. Just kidding. It was Kim Kardashian, but still just as cool. Check it out. Yo, I'm in the booth. I'm gonna call you right back. Wait, can you talk? Nah, I just gotta put this one part down. I'm gonna call you back. Wait, wait, it's Kim. I'm at the studio, man. I finally got the answer to those rumors. It's not about me, it's about you. You're doing the Super Bowl. Go playing with me, man. You're playing the Apple Music halftime show in Vegas. No, for real, don't play like that. I don't have time to play. One, I'm busy. Two, you're doing the Super Bowl. Are you serious? Usher, listen to me. How you know? I know everything. I've seen you in Vegas twice, but this one's gotta be different. Put that on everything. I put that on everything. Damn. So it'll be like me, my entire family, all my kids, maybe like five to ten friends. Who should I send my ticket request to? Despite being the corniest video ever there, it's actually a, a very good moment for the NFL who cannot lose. I mean, they have Usher performing at the halftime. They got Taylor Swift coming to games. I saw Carrie Underwood at a game last night. Last year, they obviously had Rihanna at the Super Bowl. I mean, the NFL is doing everything it can to dominate headlines, and it's doing it extremely well. And obviously, Usher, like Lucas said, he has a billion songs that everybody knows. It's going to be a party in Vegas, and I can't wait for it. So I was a little bummed, though, because there were rumors that NSYNC and Backstreet Boys would do like this boy band extravaganza for the halftime show. But as we reported over the weekend, none of them were actually approached about it. But so I do have some requests for Usher. One, he has to do his 2010 hit with Justin Bieber, Somebody to Love. We have to have a cameo from Justin Bieber. But then we also need, when he does Yeah, we need to have Lil Jon and Ludacris come out there and everyone will go nuts. If he does that, he can do anything else he wants. He will have won the night. I think you're spot on with this, Lucas. As we're seeing with these halftime shows, usually, with few exceptions, whatever artist is the headliner brings out a ton of other big-name A-list artists to perform alongside of them. Very seldom do we have a one-person act up there. So, yeah, Usher's had some uh, some bangers with some, some very big names, so curious to see where that goes. But, hey... Looking at this commercial, this ad, this announcement, whatever we want to call it, has Usher aged a day in the past 20 years? I mean, I think this guy needs to move into selling anti-aging products of some kind. All right, everybody, that'll do it for us today on TMZ Sports with our first ever TMZ Sports NFL Sunday Roundup on Monday. But ladies and gentlemen, before we go, Lucas, I know you're dying to talk more about this Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift situation. So take it away, pal. Yeah, so one other thing that people were talking about over the weekend was the fact that Travis Kelsey was wearing this like uh, a painting looking outfit and people tracked down the actual uh, listing for it on the Kid Super website and what that company did is actually really genius because they changed the name of the listing for that coat and they called it the 1989 
bedroom painting denim jacket. So people thought, oh wow, this is Travis Kelsey, like Travis Kelsey leaving a, an Easter egg of sorts for the whole Taylor Swift romance. But as it turns out, it was just a good business move. Travis Kelsey, we're seeing him everywhere for all of these business moves on and off the field. Very smart of him to, to work in this subtle Taylor Swift play. Uh, something I would expect out of my doppelganger. But folks, that'll do it for us today on TMZ Sports. But don't worry, we will see you tomorrow where it'll be the best show since today.